0: What's up, Cape League fans? Welcome back to the Cape League podcast. Hope you're all staying safe and healthy in these crazy times that we're living in. On today's episode, we have an awesome conversation coming to you with a Cape League legend. He's been coaching in the league for over 25 years and has been a tremendous ambassador for us. Without further ado, here's the manager of the Famouth Commodores, Jeff Trundy. All right, we now welcome on a member of the Maine Baseball Hall of Fame. A two-time Cape League Coach of the Year and longtime coach for the Falmouth Commodores, Jeff Trundy. Thanks so much for coming on, Jeff. How are you holding up? I'm doing well, and thanks, Stephen, for having me on. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I've uh, been really looking forward to this. You know, uh, as a Cape League fan myself for so long, you know, the, the name Coach Trundy always comes up every summer. So it's an honor to be uh, to speak, be speaking with you. So thank you so much for coming on. Well, um, thanks for the kind words. <laughs> yeah, but let's kick it off because you know being around the league for so long when you think of the cape league you know what's the first thing that comes to mind to uh, come to mind for you
1: uh without question the people um you know and i and i think the cancellation of the league i know you know that's that was the first thought that came to my mind was was going to be the lost opportunity of being around uh so many people that have become such dear friends and to say nothing of the, of the new people that I would have met this summer, which obviously includes the kids themselves. So, uh, the league, the league really is, is all about that. And, uh, yes, everybody loves baseball and, and, uh, you know, uh, nobody would be there if it wasn't for baseball, but it comes right down to me about being associated with the people.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I completely agree. I mean, can you kind of go into a little bit more depth on just like the overall atmosphere around the Cape league? because obviously like you said it is really about the people and i just feel like between the fans and you know the scouts that are around it's a really cool atmosphere so as a coach you know what does it feel like when you're you know when you're coaching your team out in the field and you know this you know the fields can be pretty packed with fans every time so what's that like as a coach
1: well i think as a coach your focus
0: is always on what's in front of you uh you know and
1: not necessarily what's going on behind you but you know, I, I think before the game starts and after the game, um, you know, it, it's just, like I said, it's it's being blessed to be able to to be around so many good friends and friendships that have been developed. Um, you know, it's just an awesome, awesome atmosphere. Um, you know, I, I know so many people that, that come to the Cape and maybe experience a game for the first time themselves. Uh, they just love it. And uh, I don't know who wouldn't, to be honest. I mean, it's just a just an awesome, awesome atmosphere where you can come and put down a blanket on a lawn and, and, uh, have a little meal (laughs) and and watch great players play and, uh, you know, usually in great weather. So it's, it's just, uh, an incredible atmosphere that, you know, I've been blessed to be able to be part of for a long time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as a fan myself, I mean, I thought it was the coolest thing being a little kid, watching these kids, watching these kids play, you know, thinking that like, wow, I could be watching the next big league, big leaguer. And then like on top of it, you know, you guys always do the clinics and stuff like that. So as a kid, you know, being able to, to, you know, work out and train with these guys, I felt like it was like a dream come true. I felt like a big leaguer almost. And I just feel like that's one of those experiences that you don't really see in other places and and in other summer leagues, you know, it's a really cool thing and, and, really makes the crowd feel part of it. You know, it's like the Cape league isn't just about the players. It's about everybody else involved. And it seems like you go out of your way to really make connections with everybody, not even just who's involved in the league, but the spectators and the, you know, all the food vendors and all of that. So it's a really cool thing to see. Well, it's
1: like I said, I, I, my day is complete when I'm around that, you know, that atmosphere and, and uh, you know, everybody, everybody just contributes such a big part. Uh, You know, you take, you mentioned the food vendors, Artie, our food vendor is just an awesome person. And he and his family have done it for a number of years and, and seeing them every summer is, is just, you know, something that I look forward to. And, and, uh, you know, there's just so many components, you know, the interns, uh, you know, the scouts, the fans, I, I mean, it just go. the list goes on and on and on Stephen. And, and, um, you know, it, it's just, once again, people that, that really want to see baseball, I think in a. In a pretty pure form, and um, you know, and have a chance, like you just mentioned, to uh, to see kids that are going to go on, and and more than likely, all of them are going to have a a pretty good chance to have some kind of a professional career, and and you know, they can do their guesswork as to maybe who will make it to the show, but uh, it, it's it's just uh, something that you know has been developed through. Through a lot of years, by a lot of hard work by people, but it's been a labor of love, and and the opportunity that these guys have presented is second to none.
0: It's very true. No, it's very true, and it's definitely one of the one of the reasons why it's you know the premier summer league you know in, in the nation. But. Now talking about you as a coach, you know, obviously you're, you know, this would have been, I think your 21st or 22nd year as coach at the Commodores. I mean, I, I kind of want to go back to the beginning, you know, when, when did you kind of get the idea that you wanted to be a coach and just like, you know, how was that process going from, cause I know you coach a prep school team in in the off season. So what made you want to be a coach?
1: Um, I had wanted to be a coach for honestly,
0: it seems like forever. Um,
1: you know, I, I was fortunate to, to play baseball, uh, you know, and played through college. And I think like every college player, I hoped that I would have a professional opportunity, but it didn't, it didn't come to fruition. And, uh, you know, I kind of told myself even when I was in high school, you know, I wanted to always be a person that absorbed as much knowledge as I could and take in everything that I could because I knew at some point in time, I really wanted to coach, um, so that was always uh you know part of my my uh i guess dream was to was to be around young men and, and to and to be around a game that i loved I, you know i just grew up loving the game as a little kid and uh to be able to spend your life uh, around that i thought would would be would be awesome and it has been so i got right into coaching in graduate school uh, at the university of colorado and um you know sadly, they no longer have a program, but at that time they were a very strong program. And I think one year we finished, you know, in the top 20 in the nation. And uh, so it really, it told me right there that I'd made a good choice and uh, you know, to have that chance and to be able to, to get a taste of coaching, just, you know, it got in my blood quick and, and I've always wanted to continue to do that.
0: Right. So, so you started Colorado uh, you know, I think you, you know, as an assistant there. So how did you get involved with the Cape League? You know, when did you first hear about it? And how did you, because uh, so I think you started off as an assistant for a different team.
1: Yes, I did. Um, I think, once again, having always been uh, someone that grew up loving baseball, to be honest, Stephen, I don't even remember when I first heard about the Cape League. I think the Cape League, you know, when you're someone that, that uh adores college baseball the way I do. Uh, I think I'd known about the Cape league for a long time and, you know, that it was a great league and and had so much history and, and so many awesome players had gone through it. Um, So I had heard about it forever. It seems like, Uh, but a good friend of mine um, in Maine, uh, I grew up in Maine and a good friend of mine, Mike Coots, who at that time was an assistant at the university of Maine uh, asked me to Uh, come down as an assistant with him and, and I served as his assistant for a couple of years at Ketuit and uh, Mike and I, you know, are still friends to this day. And, and uh, I still feel (laughs) very thankful that he gave me that chance. And, and then from that point, I, I went over and served as a assistant at Falmouth for a couple of years before becoming the head coach there. And, uh, to be honest, I I really didn't believe that uh, at that point in time that I would be in the league for as many years as I have been. Um, So I'm extremely thankful for that. And in many ways, it seems like yesterday that I started, but uh, uh, it's just been such a, a big part of my life that I'm so thankful for.
0: All right. And I know, I know that the Cape league is is very thankful as well, because, you know, you've been such a great ambassador for the league since you came in and you've also had some tremendous success. I mean, you're you're definitely one of the the more the more successful teams. You know, you don't have the championship yet, but it seems like every year you're right in the playoffs, and you're one of the you know, one of the harder teams to face. And obviously, you know, your coaching staff does a good job, but it also comes down to the players as well. So, you know, I know you guys have a GM, you know, the in that process but how how involved are you when it comes to you know getting players to join the team every summer and and what does that process look like for Falmouth
1: well that is that is really my responsibility but that that said that doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of input from from our assistant coaches or our general manager Chris Fitzgerald I mean everybody kind of contributes to that but it's really my you know my uh kind of under my job description I guess and 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 certainly in my mind, that's my responsibility. I'm the one that's going to make the final decision on any kid. And, uh, but I enjoy that, you know, it's something that uh, is fun for me to be able to put a team together. And, and I think with probably most of the programs in the Cape, um, you know, we all have our contacts and we all have people that we, that we've grown to trust and we are loyal to. And, and I think they're loyal to us as well. And, So I look forward to once again, dealing, you know, with people again. Um, So I look at that as an opportunity to not only continue friendships, but to build new friendships each year. And as you get players, it's a fun process.
0: Oh, definitely. And it seems like too, because, you know, I've spoken to a couple of your former players and it seems like you have a, you know, a solid pipeline from people from, from TCU, for example, um, but then you have obviously, you know, people from, you know, random colleges, you know, around the country, mm-hmm. you know, so when you're kind of looking at who you're going to bring in, do you kind of look at, you know, like, you know, can I bring in as much talent as possible or do you kind of look at it as, okay, like I need a lead off hitter here, you know, I need some power here. You know, how is, is, there a lot, a lot of strategy that's involved with that?
1: Well, Steve, that's a great question, but I think it's kind of a combination of all of the above. Uh, you know, you try to piece a team together and, and, uh, you know get the components that you think are gonna gonna make a good blend so that you have as you mentioned you know maybe some guys that can be table setters and some guys that are going to hit in the middle of the order and some guys that you know are going to be strong up the middle defensively uh obviously everybody wants great pitching and and so forth and so on but uh you know once again i turn to a lot of the people that i've that i've developed friendships with and uh people who i trust and and uh, You know, you mentioned TCU. I mean, uh, Jim Schlossnagel and I go way back. Uh, The first players that I actually took uh, as the head coach at Falmouth were a couple of players that that Jim had recommended when he was an assistant at Tulane. And, uh, you know, we talk every so often. And, you know, uh, we still kind of, I guess, laugh in a way that, you know, that was actually the case and Jim actually came up and you know I got to meet him personally and he stayed with me for a few days for a couple of summers and uh you know once again it, that's what it's all about it's it's the people and the relationships and the friendships that are developed and uh, so putting a team together like I said it's it's an enjoyable process and uh I look forward to it.
0: I mean, it sounds sounds amazing. It sounds like a really fun thing to do. And obviously you're, you're, you're pretty good at it based off of found the success so far. But, you know, one of the things too, that, you know, the couple of players I have, I have interviewed that are your former players. They've both said the same exact thing and that your coaching staff is like something that they've never experienced before. And they all rave about your coaching staff. So can kind of tell me about, you know, the guys that you're working with and like the qualities that you look for that made you want to bring them on board and work with them. Well, we've had a long, long line of great, great coaches. And,
1: uh, you know, I, I can't express how fortunate I am to have had the assistant coaches through the years that we've had. Uh, you know, presently, our pitching coach, Mike Landry, uh, I think this was going to be Mike's eighth year. Um and Brett Becker, uh, this was going to be his third year, I believe. And Ryan Eiley, who was with us last year's first year, they were all returning this year. And, you know, it, it. I think, you know, it's important that you get coaches that that are enthusiastic and have a knowledge of the game and and have all those characteristics. But I think more than anything, it's it's important to have coaches that are kind of like minded and and what we want to try to accomplish. And, uh, you know, once again, I've, I've been very, very fortunate to, to be around guys like Mike and Brett and Ryan and, and so many guys in the, in the past, you know, Brad stole and, and, uh, you know, was with me for quite a while. And, you know, I, I don't want to start naming coaches cause then I would forget someone and I feel <laughs> bad, but, yeah. you know, we've just had so many people that have been uh, so significant and so important uh, to the development of the players, and and more, I think most importantly, Stephen, to the enjoyment that the kids have. Um, you know, I, I think we all, like I said, share a vision that we want those kids to have the best summer of their lives. And uh, you know, I think when you have a bunch of coaches, that that's the main goal. Uh, you know, then I think you know great things can happen. And uh, I'd like to think that all those kids that have come through and had an opportunity to play in Falmouth and be a part of the community feel
0: that way. Yeah. And that, and that kind of brings me to my next question too, because, you know, obviously when, when these guys come in, you only have a few days before the season starts and you, and you really get going. So, you know, how does, how do you and your coaching staff go about setting the culture with players who have never really played together before so quickly?
1: Well, you know, I mean, I, you have to give a lot of credit, I think to the kids themselves. Um, you know, you obviously go over some expectations and you talk about the things that, that you think are important, but you also talk about the things that you feel are going to lead them to have a successful summer. I mean, every kid comes to the Cape, you know, they know what's at stake. They understand that, you know, it's an opportunity to showcase their skills and play in front of scouts who are going to make a decision, you know, that will obviously affect their careers. But, you know, we don't we, – we quickly try to – instill in them that we feel that the best way that they're going to be able to have a great summer is to is just to kind of be absorbed into being a great teammate and uh, and having respect for one another and really really enjoying each day that they have to spend together uh, you know that's something that we want them to to look back on and and know that they've probably formed friendships that are going to last a lifetime so that's something that we talk about initially and and we keep talking about, and, uh, you know, I think the teams that, that become close pretty, pretty quickly uh, really embrace that. And, uh, you know, we've had so many great bunches of kids, and, and I'm not going to once again highlight any particular group because there's been so many good ones. But I'm just using this as an example because it's the freshest in my mind. I mean, last year's group was an incredibly tight group of kids, and it seemed like that bond – was developed so fast. Uh, and that was pleasing. And, um, you know, I've told some people that, you know, we had to go, I don't know what it was 30, 32 days in a row because of rainouts and this and that. And those kids loved it. You know, they didn't complain. They, they didn't want it any other way than to have days that they could spend together on a baseball field and, and, uh, be around one another. So that's, I think, you know, not only satisfying for them I hope but I know it's extremely satisfying for us as coaches to see to see them develop those friendships.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. I mean, just being a college athlete myself, like, you know, you know, your, your, your team almost becomes your family when you spend that much time together, especially 30, 32 days in a row like that. So they must have gotten really close really quickly. But, you know, when it comes to actually manage, managing them in terms of performance and, you know, helping them improve as players, you know, how, how do you handle that process? Because obviously they have you know, their, their own individual aspirations They have their college coaches and what they want them to do. So how do you handle the development and the performance of the players?
1: Well, when, when not, and I, and I think, you know, this is really important, you know, we're not there to change them, uh, you know, they're good players and they're there because they're good players, uh, you know, they've had success. And I think what's important once again is, is for them to know that, you know, um, that we want them to, to have some freedom to have some, uh, to be able to be themselves, uh, go out and enjoy the game each and every night and play the game with a smile on their face. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully maybe uh, if they've had some pressure on themselves to maybe get rid of it. Um, You know, I think, you know, the game's meant to be played in a certain manner. And, and I think the only way you really learn it is to have that freedom and we want them to learn all the little things that, that contribute to a team being successful. Um, you know, so we do give them freedom. I mean, just as an example, you know, we let catches call a game, uh, you know, and, and the catches end up loving that, you know, and, and I'm not saying maybe they haven't before that. Certainly there's some college programs that do that, but, but we just feel like, you know, that's an opportunity for them to develop as players and, and, uh, and to enjoy the game to its fullest. Um, and when they make mistakes, which we all do, uh, then they have a chance to learn. And they go back to school uh not only having worked on their skills, but they go back to school having uh created a, a mindset in regards to what is going to make them a successful player, especially from a team standpoint. So mm-hmm. uh that's something I think that contributes to their enjoyment and and I, you know, wholeheartedly believe in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, and I think just again, based off of the success of that, you, that, that your teams have had, it's, it's very clear that whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Oh, so thanks, de- de- definitely, definitely don't change that. Thank you. And, uh, I think it's funny too. I, I wanted to get your coach's perspective on this. After speaking with um, Alex and Mark, you know, I understand that your team has a little tradition of, you know, hit, hitting up the local seven <laughs> 11. Do you, do you remember how, when, when that whole thing started? Cause it seems like it's been, it's like a tr- team tradition now every single year. It, it
1: is a team tradition. And, uh, you know, I don't, it started a long time ago. I mean, I, I'm going to say, gosh, it almost seems like it was on the heels of, of when I, when I became the head coach, it wasn't long after that. And uh, <laughs> the guy, uh, the gentleman who, who owns that Seven Eleven right across the street from the field, like who, you know, he's been a great supporter of ours. And uh, you know, all it takes is for the new guys to talk to one or two of the returning players and, and they fall into the uh, 7-Eleven trip each and every day. Uh, and, you know, they go and they buy this humongous big gulp uh, jug. And they have to pay for it the first day. And then uh, the kindness, like I said, of a coup in 7-Eleven, you know, they're able to go over and fill that up every day. And so that that's kind of, it's almost be kind of like a team bonding experience. Yeah, and, totally. And, uh so it's really neat. It's kind of one of the things that I think identifies us as a door family. We we talk about being a door family all the time. And we have so many people that, that help that help with that process, you know, from 7-Eleven to our host families, to the interns, to, to everyone involved. I mean, Laura Murphy, our trainer, who's been with us. I think this was going to be Laura's ninth year. I mean, she's really another coach. So everybody just embraces the whole family concept. And And going over there in 7-Eleven and filling up your
0: your big gulp is, is all part of that
1: process.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the big gulps are good. I can't <laughs> lie. can't lie. So, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, away from the league, you know, and away from playing in the games, you know, do you and the team ever do do things other than go to 7-Eleven? You know, do you guys have other, you know, things that you would do, do for fun or places that you would go well, to? Well, once
1: in a while we have, uh, you know, a team meal or something of that nature. Uh, and, and, you know, I think I think probably most coaches throughout the league would love to be able to do, to be honest, to do more. Uh, but the time constraints, I mean, it's so hard. Like I said last year, just as an example, going 30 or 32 dates in a row, whatever it was, well, it doesn't leave you a lot of time. Um, you know, thanks to the Commodore organization, you know, we've had uh, a golf tournament, uh, for several years that, um, you know, some of the guys will play in. And so that's, that's always a fun day and always leads to some great stories and, <laughs> you know, a few laughs here and there, but, uh, you know, so there's little things like that we do, but, you know, I think, I think probably what happens more than anything is these guys, you know, they try to do as much as they can within the time constraints they have together as a team. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not one to to say they got to do this and they got to do that, but, uh, you know, it, it's once again, I think, very pleasing that they start to form uh, a relationship where they they just really want to be with each other uh, as much as they can and, and enjoy uh, the Cape and enjoy, you know, each and every day.
0: Oh, yeah. And it seems like, too, they, most of them have really good relationships with their host families, too, and end up going on, you know, little trips and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. it seems like they do get a lot of fun out of it, even when they're not playing the games. but. I mean, what about you? I know, you know, you know, you and your wife have been coming to the coming to the Cape every summer for you know twenty years now. So, when you're not involved in in league stuff, what do you personally do? Uh,
1: well, you know, my wife Patty and I both love the Cape, and and once again, love the people that that we've had a chance to to make as friends, and uh, you know, so it's a great opportunity for us to to like I say, first and foremost, be able to to see those people, um, but as i mentioned your day is so full and i'm not complaining because that's exactly what i want to do but your day is so full it really doesn't give you a lot of opportunity to do a lot of things other than be at the field and be around the players and and getting ready to play a game but but patty and i both really enjoy uh, giving a little plug i guess we always uh when we could we would or can we go to uh the Municus cafe which is out in Falmouth, uh, as you go to, toward, Katuit. And, uh, we love going there for breakfast cause it just kind of fits into our, our schedule. So it, it's just one of the things that we've, we've always fallen in love with doing and we don't go all the time, but when we get a chance to go, we look forward to that.
0: Well, I'm going to have to make a note of that. So next time on, <laughs> next time I'm on Cape, I'm going to check out that breakfast spot. Breakfast is my favorite meal yeah, of the day. Yeah.
1: So right there with you. Stephen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so i will have to check that one out. But, you no, know, one thing I did want to ask you is, um, you know, obviously, like you said, you know, you've, you've been wanting to be a coach for you know, as long as you can remember. And now you've had tremendous success in the Cape League. You know, you're coaching, coaching the prep school in Connecticut, and you made the Main Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, what does that mean to you? And also just, you know, having players from the Cape League be in the MLB and still rave about you and your coaching staff. I mean, what does that what does that mean for you? I mean, that must that must be a, quite the feeling that you get when you think about all this.
1: Well, you know, honestly, I all I really ever think about is the enjoyment that I've had and how fortunate I am to be able to do what I'm doing, uh, and to be able to have formed, like I said, uh, so many relationships through the years that have been so important to me. Um, you know, I, I don't think I have ever done this. Uh, or had any ambition at all in regards to uh, having this be something about me. Uh, I've always felt it's about, you know, those players and, and have them be able to go out and have the experience of their lives. And, uh, you know, that's all I really, I look forward to. So, you know, when you, obviously it's nice to hear positive comments, but I think those positive comments just go back to what I just said, you know, that it means that, uh you know our coach and staff and the organization has has had a successful uh, time in providing these kids with a great great experience and uh, you know we've got a lot of unselfish volunteers I mean you know it's not just our coaches it's the volunteers and the host families and and everybody involved with our team that that makes it what it is and uh, I just am completely blown away when i when I stop and think of how how there are so many people that are just willing to devote their their time and their energies and and everything to making this a great experience for the kids so it's it's an awesome, awesome thing to be able to be part of that
0: oh yeah, I mean and just not even just the accolades, but it 's like you said at the beginning I mean all the connections that you 've made and all the relationships part just makes it that much more sweeter so i mean that that's an, it's an pretty incredible story well,
1: thanks <laughs> yeah
0: so but, but coach, you know, we really appreciate you coming on. Everyone at the Cape League, like I said, you know, we, I mean, you have been such a great ambassador for, for the league from when you started, you know, over 20 years ago and, you know, hoping for many more years to come. Oh, but, you. Um, you know, thank you so much for coming on. This was a, uh, it was a, an awesome experience being able to have a conversation with you, but, now, unfortunately, you know, with no league this summer, you know, really looking forward to, um, you know, seeing you get back on the field next summer. With thanks, the team. Steven.
1: I know we all are, and we're all anxious for 21 now. And, uh, you know, it will be great because everybody will be certainly uh, totally appreciative when, when we're able to get back out there again. But thanks for all you do, Steven, and thanks for what you do for the league.
0: Thank you again to Coach Trendy for a wonderful conversation. That wraps up this episode of the Cape League Podcast. Thank you to all of you for continuing to tune in and listen to these great behind the scenes stories. We're now available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify or the official Cape League website. Don't forget to give us a rating and follow us on Instagram at Cape League Podcast or on Twitter at Cape League Pod. We'll see you all next week.